Hello and welcome to the Enchantress Society podcast with me, Tia Johnson. Put your muggle life on pause and travel with me to a place of magic, empowerment, and wonder as I interview prominent guests in the spiritual world and spill the enchanted tea on all of the ways you can conspire to craft the magical life you deserve. Always and forever, the Enchantress Society podcast is your virtual coven where I am rooting for you to succeed every step of the way. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Enchantress Society with yours truly. So I wanted to kickstart this episode with an oracle card. And really, it's just because spirit (laughs) and ancestors were saying, start this off with an oracle card reading to set the theme to really just bring it together. So let's take a deep breath. And then I'm going to flip over the card. Spirit's already saying it may be two. So here we go. Deep breath. Right here from your stomach. Here we go. Hold it. Now release. And make sure as you're releasing, you're basically just pressing your stomach all the way in. So your navel is trying to touch your spine, basically. You just let it all out. Let's do this one more time. Inhale. Breathe from your stomach. So inhale from your stomach. Expand your stomach. Hold. Now release. Beautiful. I feel better. I feel better already. So let's pull the first card here. Partnership. Woo. Mm, I got to fan myself with this Oracle card. I'm telling you. Okay. So if you're new to this podcast, I'm here to tell you for a while now, I've been attracting my warlock, my magical man. So (laughs) I feel like this is a little bit for me, but also uh, if you are not looking for your soulmate, your your significant other, whatever the case may be, uh, the partnership card has multiple meanings. For example, partnership with yourself, partnership with you and spirit, partnership with other people, business partners, things like that. So this is a time to focus on partnerships, which is interesting because the title of this podcast is prioritizing yourself. It's all about that. So this card has a lot to do with the partnership with self. And one thing I noticed, uh, even with me, I told many people this, that I spent the last few years working on myself not just for myself, but also to, once I made a decision, (laughs) I had to make the decision. Once I made the decision that I wanted to uh, have a partner in my life, that I knew I had to be uh, a certain woman for myself first and foremost, in order for me to be also a woman for my warlock, right? So I'm glad that I didn't get into certain relationships on a deeper level with people that I just ended things, whatever the case may be, because 
that's not the direction I would have want to go on looking back. And clearly even then I was just in the know. <laughs> but also even if say I went against my intuition, I went against just my, I don't want to say preferences, just went against whatever I was feeling at the time on top of my intuition, just to say I have someone, I'd have been miserable. It would have been one more thing to work through. And, you know, personal growth of and in itself is not pretty, okay? There's a ton of shadow work and it never ends. So I don't need that. So to have this partnership card come up is one, a, a check mark, a green light. I'm seeing like, I'm seeing a green light, a, a checkpoint. Uh, that you're on the right path. Wanting to prioritize yourself means that you're looking inward. You're being aware. You're being discerning. You know that there's always room for growth. There's always room to expand. What does that look like? It can also mean that you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired of being a people pleaser, being there for everyone, and just not feeling the love back. Okay. So this is a great, great, great way to start this off. And Spirit says, pull the next card. I swear to you, if this is the king or Merlin, I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm going to be communication. Great, great, great. So this is about speaking up, right? Once I made the deci decision that I wanted a partner in my life, I started telling just a few close friends. And I mean, like really close friends, because everyone doesn't need to know your business. Everyone's not happy for you. And I can go down that rabbit hole, but it's best to keep a lot of things to yourself until you get to a point where what you want in your life, what you want to attract cannot be um, sabotaged by anyone. So let's get into this episode. That's a great, great way to start this off. I'm glad that I did it. So the reason why I created this episode is just because uh, if you're not part of the newsletter, um, I talked about this. So this is a little insight into what I send to my, my VIP people on a newsletter. And if you're not on a newsletter, head over to my website, tmariejohnson.com and, and join that VIP list. I send uh, Monday motivational emails. I send various things that I only send to my email list. So you got to check it out to find out what that is, what that includes. And so one of the things that I've been working on or teaching, mentoring a lot recently in my business is about prioritizing yourself. So I thought it'd be great, insightful, and even cool. I like talking about things like this, putting yourself forward, really nurturing yourself uh, to, to bring this to the podcast and, and dig into this a little bit deeper. And also, uh, I still have the one-on-one -on -one sessions open. So if you want to dive deeper into this and receive a spiritual lifestyle plan, so this is a spiritual lifestyle plan that's really set for 30 days. However, you can always reflect and use it um, going forward, right? You can tweak a few things and then you can check in monthly for as long as I have that session going on. So you can go to tmariejohnson.com forward slash boutique and schedule your one-on-one -on -one session with me. It's an Oracle reading session that includes a spiritual lifestyle strategy plan. So that's what I've been noticing a lot recently is that prioritizing self has been at the forefront. What does that look like for people? Uh, how, how can that be implemented? 
because it's easier said than done. It's easy for me to say, well, yeah, put yourself first, treat yourself, focus on self-love and self-care. Okay. And just carve out some time for yourself. Okay. What does that look like? Well, I don't tell people this is what it should look like for you. I help you discover what that looks like for you. So that's what we're going to dive into in this episode. What does prioritizing self look like for you? What are some strategies that we can implement to help you get to that point where you don't feel guilty about it, where you feel safe and secure in doing it for yourself, okay? It's really just getting back into yourself and also putting that notification out there, yes, to the universe, but also to the people immediate to you that you are raising your standards for yourself. So they also had to comply, right? And if they don't, then you'll see certain things unravel or certain things adjust. Okay. That's just what happens. And before I dive deeper into that, I have a new ebook that I created. I almost forgot. This is why we have notes. A new ebook I recently created uh, called Crystal Enchantress. And it's all about using the power of crystals for manifesting. So again, if you are on my email list, you already have access to this. So here we go. I'm going to quickly show what it looks like and you can get access to that. I'm going to put include the link to get this. It is a free ebook. So I'm going to include the link in the description of this episode. So I'm going to share my screen quickly. All right, so if you are looking at the video uh, portion of this podcast, you can see it here. Uh, you can look at it on uh, iTunes, YouTube, a few other places. So it's an 18-page workbook, and I dive into several crystals, over 20 crystals to help you manifest and actually also boost your manifestation abilities because we are naturally manifestors. We use crystals to help boost that, Okay. Uh, love, confidence, uh, protection, so much. So I'm just going to show up for uh, the couple of pages there, manifesting crystals for love. So I really break down a lot in this ebook, ways you can manifest and so much more. So definitely check that out. Link is in the description uh, of this episode. All right, so let's get into this. I want to start off with an article I found because... I wanted to have some medical uh, background, something that can also really reel in just how important it is to focus on prioritizing yourself, focusing on your self-love and self-care. I mean, we know this just as intuitive beings, the importance of it, but sometimes having that medical background helps others as well. So I'm going to pull up this article and it's really interesting because when it talks about or when it describes what it means to put yourself first, it, it just, it not only does it feel right, it makes sense, okay? Because sometimes we talk ourselves out of doing certain things for the betterment of family, for our friend, for our, the job, whatever. Mm, we need to pump the brakes on that, okay? All right, so when we are prioritizing ourselves and focusing on that self-care, putting ourselves first, the importance of it. And this is from, uh, I just saw the name of it. This is a Swedish blog, but there was a name. I'll include the link in the description. 
uh, this episode, but it's, it was, it's a medical blog. All right. So it states here, why being alone creates opportunities for health and happiness. And if I remember correctly, uh, Sweden is one of the countries that's considered to be one of the happiest places. People are healthier. So this is interesting. Self-care isn't selfish. It's necessary. A few reminders. Putting yourself first leads to lower stress and better relationships. What was the first card I pulled? Partnerships. Relationship with yourself. Partnership with self. Get the answers you've been missing with much needed alone time. Sometimes people are afraid to be alone because of the thoughts that will come up. This is a form of shadow work. It's important. Okay, so I'm just going to skip down here. Being alone doesn't necessarily have to be accompanied by a stigma. Finding time to be by yourself and taking stock of your present situation without the distraction and pull of social obligations can be extremely beneficial for your mind and body, okay? So you are allowed to make time for yourself so that you may continue to thrive and live a healthier, happier life, okay? So it helps you to relax. Spending time alone will help you to declutter your mind, which will in turn help you to relax, relieve stress, and boost your mood, if you are a parent, there is no shame in asking your partner to attend your child's recital while you take time for yourself. Now, I, I have many friends who are parents, and no matter what they do, they, they have some form of mom guilt. Okay, so I get things like that are important. So maybe you don't want to skip the recital. I understand that. What are other things that you can do that can help you so that way you still feel okay? with taking time for yourself, all right? It helps you to prioritize. Okay, is there a trip you always wanted to take? What about a new skill you've been wanting to learn? Always make sure to take time to do the things you want to do before doing everything for everyone else. Taking a step back and assessing the big picture will help you realize the things that are truly worth your attention. I'm gonna say that again. Taking a step back and assessing the big picture will help you realize the things that are truly worth your attention. Everything does not require your attention and everything does not require 100% of your attention, okay? Sometimes, I'm not saying don't give everything your 100%. Sometimes you can just be a little bit relaxed and let other people take control, right? That's another thing, releasing control. All right, solitude gives you a window to self-discovery. No matter what you choose to fill your spare time with, these precious chances for growth and discovery will stimulate a newfound passion for life and perhaps convince you to add more alone time to your routine. There's nothing wrong with that. What you choose to do during your alone time, your self-care time to prioritize yourself is your business. You don't have to justify it. If you want to watch reruns of Seinfeld because it's your comfort zone, it reminds you of some time where it was just nice, okay? It's not about going down the memory lane and trying to live in the past. It's just a comfort thing. It's a comfort show for you. I watch Murder, She Wrote, okay? All right, that's what I love to do. I like watching detective shows, even though she's not technically a detective, but you get it, all right? I like watching um, Kojak and Kolchak, uh, Mannix, okay? Columbo, Th those are my, 
my my go-to i'm gonna wind down or movies like at vincent price movies the raven for example i i, I watched that movie so many times <laughs> and there's a very young jack nicholson in the raven all right i i was just like oh who's that cutie oh my god that's jack nicholson <laughs> I'm the person who looks up the actors on IMDb. So uh, that's that's how I discovered that. Um, okay. Self-care enhances relationships. This is the final piece here. Okay. By doing this, you end up laying the groundwork for balanced and independent relationships. And I would say interdependent relationships, okay? Because that's what we focus on. And I give that uh, the analogy of the football team, right? The quarterback needs his receivers, you know, the O-line's there, the, the D-line's there. Okay. We have all different players. All right. All to come together to what? Get a championship, right? So, you know, all this helps to establish those boundaries, reaffirm things in your life that you truly want to affirm anyway, that's deep down inside, but sometimes it's not that easy. So, Check out that, that blog. The link is in the description for more research. So doing this helps your physical, emotional, and mental well-being. You know, as that article discussed and many, many other articles have discussed as well. So making yourself a priority has to do with focusing on your needs and wants, setting boundaries, and learning to say no. Okay, so practicing self-love is an important part of the self-care. And we can go into so many of the selves. And, you know, so just think about anything that you want to put under the umbrella of prioritizing self. Now, creating a self-care plan is one thing we can look at. Okay, so what are the self-care activities, exercises, meditation, and journaling that you may want to look at? I'm not a, a big fan of journaling. I like to talk certain things out. But journaling is helpful. Some of the things that I do uh, journal, I write down affirmations. I do the 369 uh, Tesla uh, meditation and it starts off with writing it out. Okay, you can just do some reflection. All right, what would be your self-care plan? Is it breathing exercises and walking? I don't care if it's getting Starbucks, okay? Or going to a local coffee shop. And, and you're getting your walk in. Walking is so therapeutic. Going for a walk, taking deep breaths. All right. And you're saying, hey, Joe, hey, Mary, you know, you're saying hi to the people at the coffee shop. They know you, you're a regular. And it's just nice because you got your fresh air, you got your, your coffee, your tea, whatever. You had that time to yourself. And the best thing about it is when, when we tend to go on walks, no one questions that too much. All right. So you, it's, it's a way to have a nice alone time. Sometimes people don't want to do exercise. So when you say I'm going for a walk, it's like, okay, good. Yeah, I don't want to join. <laughs> so what would be your self-care plan? Okay. It doesn't have to be solely for the weekend. Okay. We are not working for the weekend. I know it's, it's a cool saying. However, you have to be careful what you say, because if you are saying that you are working for the weekend, guess what? You will be working for the weekend indefinitely. Our words matter. Our words are spells. All right. This is why in the beginning, I didn't say that I want a warlock. I said, I'm attracting a warlock. Right. So keep that in mind. All right. Self-care, prioritizing yourself is not for the weekend. It's just not for Sundays. Okay. It's whenever you need it. 
And as you make this more of your regimen, it's going to be second nature. It's similar to when you have a skincare regimen, right? You wash your face at night. You might have a three-step process or whatever it is. You wash your face in the morning. Okay, you drink your water with lemon, whatever it is. That's going to be part of your lifestyle. And that's what I focus on. That's how I help people. I make this part of their lifestyle because it should be. It's not a special treat. Okay. It's what it's supposed to be. All right. Don't let anyone try to cheat you out of thinking that taking care of yourself is a luxury. No, a luxury. Well, now you can define it in so many ways where it's luxury is enjoying your cup of coffee in peace. Okay. It doesn't mean that coffee has to be $8. It just means that you are savoring your cup of coffee. When people try to make it seem like it's a treat, they make it seem as if you can only enjoy that so many times a week or a month or a year. That's not true. Maybe for them, it's true. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true over here. Not in an enchantress society is not. All right, so think about what your self-care plan involves, okay? And don't make it a chore. Let it grow on you. And sometimes you may do several things for several weeks, and then you might swap it out for something else. That's okay, too. Sometimes I do stretches for my chakras for several days, and then I feel like I don't need to do it for a while. I may say certain affirmations for months, and then I feel like I don't need to say those affirmations for a while. And you know that as you start to get more connected, that partnership card again, and communicating that communication card with yourself, you will know. So you're not beating something to death. You're not waking up thinking, oh, I got to say all these affirmations all the time, or it won't manifest. That's not how it works anyway. You have to be emotionally connected to what you're manifesting. Your heart, your mind, and your stomach, they all, it has to be connected. So it's more than just reciting. And that, that's where some people get tripped up. So don't make this a chore, okay? Be, be in the flow with this. So identify your self-care needs. So as I was saying a few moments ago when I was talking about, you know, what are your needs and wants? And I talk about this uh, more in depth in some of my programs. So when you are identifying your self-care needs, take some time to reflect on the activities that are going to be helpful for you, okay? That could be spending time in nature. So that's something you want to add to your self-care plan. All right. Next. You can make a list of these activities and track and see which ones work for you the best. So as I was saying earlier, when you, I've been playing a lot in my hair today. So for those of you who are watching, I know this is one of those no-nos, don't do this. But the thing is when I play in my hair, I'm thinking deeply and it's hard for me not to play in my hair when I'm really thinking. And I'm just, I, I can see just the, the motors in my mind going about self-care because I really love this. So for those of you who are watching and thinking, oh my God, does she touch her hair one more time? Bear with me. <laughs> okay. You bear with me. All right. So yeah, you can make a list of your self-care activities and track them if that's what works for you, okay? So that way you can figure out, okay, during this time, I did a lot of yoga and walking and breathing. And when I was doing that, I was going through this in my life, okay? So you can start to make these connections. And this is totally optional. You don't have to track it in, in that way, but it can help for some people. 
Next is to schedule your self-care time. Now, I, I can never do this for me, like scheduling it on a regular basis. Just the thought of that is driving me nuts. Now, this could be something where you schedule your, your facials, maybe bi-weekly or monthly, or you, know, you can schedule other things that can be a little bit more fluid so it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like, oh my God, I had to do this. I'm really not in the mood for it today. All right, so don't make this a hard regimen that you can't be flexible with. This is going to be a lifestyle where it's flowing, it's just natural, it's normal, okay? So <laughs> I'm laughing at this next point here because it's a create a self-care kit, okay? So you might have your, your yoga mat, your art supplies. I'm laughing at this because when my best friend turned 30, I got her, oh God, what did I call it? A, a 30 survival kit. And it was really cool. I made everything um, symbolic because of course I have to make them symbolic. So I got her something that was to make life sweeter, make life more fun, things like this, right? And it, it was just a, a, a gag gift of sorts. So you can, if you have a really cool friend who you can be vulnerable with, you can get together and say, let's make self-care kits for each other and go to, uh, so here's another thing I did. Uh, I, I went and got, uh, it was like a girl's night to Sephora and I got the facial, facial mask, a Sephora brand face mask. And like I, I would get the pineapple one because it smells so good. And I pulled Oracle cards. So we had our face mask and Oracle cards and we had some champagne and it was fun. And it, that could be a fun one-time self-care kit or it could be a monthly thing when you get together with your girlfriends or your bestie or your spouse. and like, hey, honey, like let's do this self-care kit. We're going to turn off our phones. We're going to have facials. We're going to relax and we're going to watch Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> All right. So prioritize rest and relaxation. I know this is hard for many people. I had to remind myself to do this as well, because when I do the things I love, it doesn't feel like I'm overworking myself because my mind can keep going. However, the body needs time to relax. The times where my mind really does feel uh, overwhelmed is when I just haven't been paying attention to my thoughts. And that hasn't happened in a very long time. So outside of that, it's a matter of checking in with myself. So prioritizing rest and, uh, rest and relaxation, okay? All right, so doing this, consider setting up boundaries around technology use, creating a bedtime routine or scheduling regular massage or spa treatment. I, I wanna focus on boundaries here because when you are prioritizing rest and relaxation, there's always gonna be something or someone or some situation that's going to be asking of your time. And sometimes it's overstepping or just lasting a little bit too long. So start getting acquainted with boundaries. And to help you with that, I have a quick commercial that I want to show you because I have several programs that help you with boundaries, saying no, being more into yourself so you can get to a place where the feelings that come up with guilt and what if and what are you going to say can be calmed down, put to rest, and fade away. Hello, have you visited Tia's Boutique, my online store at tiamariejohnson.com? Here is where you will find services and products to help you along your spiritual journey.
from one-on-one -on -one services to multiple programs helping you from confidence to claiming your sovereignty and so much more. So whether you want to activate your inner goddess or dive into frequencies and other cosmic things, the Tia's Boutique is here to guide you. Even books that I've written are available for you, again, to assist you along your spiritual journey. So head over to tiamariejohnson.com forward slash boutique and let's work together. So yes, focus on those boundaries and really allow yourself to feel like you are doing the right thing because you are. Sometimes when we set up boundaries, people make us feel like we are doing the wrong thing. They try to make us feel like we should be doing more. And here's the thing, where is that more going to get you? I tell you where it got me, burnt out, <laughs> carrying on energetic weight which showed up physically, okay, not feeling appreciated, all right? So don't get caught up in that doing it for keeping a peace for family, doing it for the job and things like that. There's nothing wrong with going over and beyond when it's worth it, Okay. No more martyr complex, no more doing this just for the keeping a peace. And I know that's easier said than done. So I look at things as a case by case basis. And what I have discovered just working with people over the years and my personal experience and having multiple conversations with people, as well as reading various uh, blogs and, and medical journals and so forth is that most of the time, people know what they are doing and they already have made the situation uncomfortable, okay? So when you feel that way, it's them trying to make you feel more uncomfortable in that uncomfortable situation. So what I tell people is make it uncomfortable, make it uncomfortable. You set up a boundary, they don't like it. Oh, well, oh, well, but there are ways to go about that where we, we start off in a way that at first you're, you're comfortable with doing certain things and then we increase it, increase and increase it. And that's how I help people. So sometimes, for example, people aren't comfortable with saying no out front. So we work out ways for them to say no, but not say no and protect themselves until they get to the point where they're just like, no, I'm not gonna be able to do that, okay? So this is why I say I look at each situation as a case-by-case -case basis because you're not going to talk to you know, a relative the way you might talk to your boss or a coworker. And it's because you have different uh, connections with them and different types of history and things like that. So what does that look like? That's what I lead you through. So when you're going through this, you had to have that alone time or your bestie, your spouse, someone who you can truly talk to and say, hey, I really need to work on my boundaries. I'm not quite sure how to do this because I am uncomfortable, so forth and so forth. And when you do that, when it comes to prioritizing your rest and relaxation, it's normal, all right? And while I'm talking about your job and relationship with family, it's, it's a domino effect, right? Because if you have no boundaries with your job, no boundaries with your family, no boundaries with your friends, you think you're gonna have boundaries with yourself for rest and relaxation? It's not happening. It's not. So really take the time to understand the boundaries you have or lack thereof and how can you build them? How can you reinforce them? Okay. And also when you are 
at, at the spot, let's say you finally decide, okay, I'm going to get a massage. Be present, relax. Okay. Don't think about the word. Don't think about what the kids are going to eat. I know that that's my Santa heart's like, what to you have your spouse, have someone, or even if, if you need to do it and then have the babysitter wash them, have all the meal prep done for the kids. They're good. Everything's good. Everything's fine. And that moment right in time is all about you. There has to be some time where it's just about you. Because guess what? One day the kids are going to get older and they're going to start their own family or they're going to travel or they're going to do something else. And then what's going to happen? There are a lot of people who feel a bit lost when their kids get older because they didn't take the time to work on their own identity, to work on the things that make them happy because their child was their identity. And so there has to be time for you as well. There has to be time for you. So when your child does get older, you're not dependent on your child, okay? You're not dependent on your spouse. You're not dependent on your friends. You're not dependent on things that cannot fulfill. Your child can't fulfill your needs. Your child cannot make you happy. Your friends can't make you happy. Your spouse can't make you happy. They can't tell you to go rest and relax and everything's going to be okay. You have to be okay with that yourself, first and foremost, okay? And also children pick up on everything. So if they see you making time for yourself and having boundaries, guess what? They're going to do the same thing. There are so many people who I talk to who have said, oh yeah, well, my parents had a tumultuous relationship. I don't want that for me. Kids notice. I also have seen people and talk with people who have said, oh, the way my dad loves my mom. That, that's, that's what I, I want to be when I get older. So we see this happening already. Stressing yourself out, being there for everyone, that's not helping anyone but the people who don't care about you, okay? And so you can always evaluate and adjust what you are doing to prioritize yourself. Again, the self-care, all right? Don't feel like you have to stick to one thing or several things as you grow in a span. So what are the things that you need to do, right? Some things just aren't going to stay the same. And the things that do stay the same, you are either going to go deeper into that or you're going to span upon that, okay? All right. I got a little riled up with the boundaries. <laughs> I am all about the boundaries. All right, so. We talked about setting clear boundaries. We talked about ident identifying your priorities. Let's talk about delegating tasks. Now, I, I need to take a little, little step back here. For those who are constantly hearing or have heard, and it's just so annoying to them, oh, you're so strong. Oh, you don't need anybody to help you. You got, that is so tired. That is so played. Strong people, and this is what I've experienced, strong people are strong because they have to be. A lot of people are strong by nature, but the level of the, the strength that they display is because of their environment. And when you ask them, they, they wouldn't change that for the world. That, that strength is now part of them. And that's a great thing. That is like, don't get me wrong. That's wonderful. You ever notice when a strong person finally does ask for help, what happens? People don't really tend to help them. Maybe some people do help them, 
But then when people, those people who don't want to help them, they give them the help that they think they need. It's like, that. I, I don't need you to do that. I'm a strong person. I know what I need. I asked for this. You didn't want to do it. And when a strong person asks for help, they're not asking for you to create uh, a spaceship that will launch out into space. It's usually something that's just, hey, can you pick this up for me? Um, I, I like, I'm running late here. Can you do me this? It's like a small favor because they haven't been able to count on anyone to do anything big. They haven't been able to trust anyone to handle the big shit. So they just say, hey, can you do this one thing for me? And some people can't even do the simple stuff. But they want to do the things that they think will help so they can say that they helped you, but that's not what you asked for. So that, that's not helping. Interesting, right? So I need to put that disclaimer out there. I understand it. I get it. Delegating tasks is not easy because there are so few people who you can trust with the simplest shit. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So what do we do? What do you do when you want to prioritize yourself, but things need to be delegated? Well, there's a conversation that needs to be had. Hey, look, I know in the past, you know, I've done X, Y, Z, but I, I need things to change around here. I need your help in this. This is what I need. And you got to stand firm. And guess what? This may be the dark goddess in me who likes a little bit of chaos. If they don't do it the way you want them to do it, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. It's like, no, 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 no. I asked you to do something. You didn't do it. All right, well, let's, let's, let, let's, let's something crumble a little bit. Let's let so when it comes back around, oh, well, this, oh, because I asked you to do that. And I didn't want to be a helicopter. I didn't want to have to double check. I didn't want to have to go behind you any way, shape, or form. I asked you to do that. So it all falls on you. Sometimes, as I was saying earlier with the boundaries, you got to make things uncomfortable. Sometimes you just got to let things go. It may be a little bit hard to do that because I, I get it. You want things done. But sometimes people need to be able to step up to the plate, especially when it's someone who you are living with, all right? Especially when it's someone who you've been friends with for a long time and you should be able to count on them for some things. It's interesting because with this recent solar eclipse, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people have been experiencing friends showing who they truly are. Meaning a lot of people, jealousy has been showing a lot of people's lack of showing up and other things have been highlighted. So people have been giving themselves, as I like to say, the spiritual pink slip where spirit has presented an opportunity for people to show their true colors. And now that person has the information to make the decision of whether or not they want to repair that friendship, ignore what happened, continue on, or to walk away. And here's an example, uh, or here's how this relates to the delegating task. If you can't rely on people for the simplest things, take note of that. Take note of it. And figure out how you want to proceed after that. Okay. This doesn't mean if it's something outside the realm of what they can do, right? You, when you know they're capable of doing it and they just don't want to, 
but then they want to help you in a way that you didn't ask because they think that's what you need because they don't really want to do the work, take note. So how does this tie into prioritizing yourself? Well, if you ask someone to do something for you, let's say as a spouse and you say, honey, you know, I need to go take a, a spiritual bath. I need some alone time. And that spouse can't do the simple thing, like make sure the kids eat. Have a conversation. That's, that's pretty basic. Okay. Especially in this era where you can literally order food. That's an issue. The, like, no. If you go to someone, if you're at work and you're asking your team to do something and for some reason, whatever the case may be, it just seems like it's a problem, you know, talk to them first. Always start with the communication and then start making decisions from there. But don't feel like you need to follow up all the time. You have to let certain things go and people need to see what they've done or have not done. All right. Because what's going to happen is when you decide to no longer be around, not give them as much access to your energy, they're going to miss that. They're going to miss that. They're going to be up in your Instagram stories. They're going to ask other people about you. They're going to do all this crazy stuff. They're probably going to try to smear your name. Screw it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't let them break your peace and happiness and prioritizing yourself, okay? Getting comfortable with saying no and taking breaks, okay? So I know this can be difficult, but you really have to practice with saying no, saying variations of no, okay, as well. And, you know, make sure you are taking breaks, whatever that is to recharge, okay? I, I love taking showers in the afternoon. It's a great way to recharge, you know? We're not meant to be in buildings for eight, 10, 12, whatever hours of, of the day. It, it has been my long pet peeve when people who, for example, don't smoke want to get some fresh air while at work because they've been looking at a screen for freaking five hours already. You know, they're having, you know, maybe like, like their 3 p.m. crash, you know, whatever, and they need some fresh air. And I don't know, it could be like a little bit before five hours. I'm just making these numbers up. But, you know, the, the 3 p.m. sluggish moment and you just want some fresh air or maybe your eyes have been strained because the lights aren't the greatest. I mean, a, a lot of places, the office can be better. And it's like you're committing a crime for taking a break, but smokers get passes. Make it make sense. What's wrong with that? Productivity happens when people are fueled. <laughs> Everyone needs their own version of what fuels them. Some people, maybe they just need some coffee or some water. Some people need fresh air. Some people need the sunlight and they go back in, they feel rejuvenated. And it's like, people just want you glued to your computer because God forbid the sun is falling or they want you to stay in your seat because God forbid that the sky is going to fall. Where's the fire? And we're starting to see these changes because <laughs> Gen Z, they are not playing. And I love it. They are not playing. And this old dinosaur archaic way of group think, work ethic, don't get me started on work culture, right? 
that is fading away because people are not having it. And kudos to them for that. Now, of course, we can always look at some things like, oh, well, they maybe do too much of this, too much of that. Okay, well, what did the previous generation do too much of? Okay, I'm not above hard work, right? I'm always about working harder, working smarter. How can we streamline things? How, how can we find solutions? But damn, take a break, take a breath, right? There's nothing wrong with that. It, it's amazing how people expect people to be at this high level of productivity for X amount of hours straight, but can't get fresh air? What? So I'm going to stop there because I go down a rabbit hole. I'm just saying shout out to Gen Z. Shout out to, to millennials who also weren't playing, but Gen Z is a whole nother level and I'm here for it. Here for it. All right. So wrapping, wrapping this up, don't try to control everything in this process. It's easy to get consumed and want to start <laughs> fasting off at people. I get it. I get it. There's a lot of fire in my birth chart. I get the passion. I get the fire. I get the you know flame on. I, I get it. But we have to be strategic in what we do. Okay. This also means you don't have to tell everyone everything you do with your self-care plan, okay? Because it is personal to you. And also when you keep some things private, it makes it stronger. Some, some part of your self-care plan will include magic. It will include certain rituals, whether that's sex magic, whether that's a ritual with your ancestors, okay? Whether you're using water from the eclipse. I don't mind when people, I don't, okay, I don't wanna say I don't mind because no one needs my permission, okay? What I'm saying is, when people say, oh no, don't collect the water from the rain if it rains during the, one of the eclipses, I say, just know the energy that you're working with. That's it. So if you wanna use water from a storm, from snow, whatever it is, do that, okay? That may be part of your self-care ritual. Don't tell everyone everything, keep some things private, okay? Release control while you're doing this, okay? Because Spirit may direct you to, instead of getting a facial, maybe a full body massage at this certain place, and you're thinking, oh, well, that's, that's, that's like $50 more. I don't know. But hold on. You may just need to go to that place to have a different experience because you're about to level up. And little do you know, you may be getting a promotion or a new job offer or whatever it is. And so spirit is like, hey, go here because we're sending you little breadcrumbs because guess what? That level up means you can also level up here. You can level up on the self-care that you give yourself. You can level up on so many other things. So here's a little taste of that. Get used to it because it's a little uncomfortable, but what does that also mean when it comes to growing? you're leaving one zone to enter another. It's just like when you're moving, it's a little bit chaotic. It's like the tower card in, in the tarot. It isn't always a bad thing. It just means that things are getting broken up, right? Like, like grant, the ground is breaking and then you're moving and then you're, you're settling in another ground, right? Nothing wrong with that. So do not make this a chore release the control, go with the flow, check in with your body, check in with your higher self and spirit. It may sound like a lot to check in with these things. I promise you it becomes so natural that it, it can just be a few seconds. I do this regularly. 
I just check in my chakras. Oh, oh yeah, it feels light and good. I did a chakra uh, exercise uh, earlier today where I was just checking in and my chakras were talking to me. And it's like, oh yeah, I feel good. I feel, even now I still feel good and cleanse and just well. And that, that's all it is. And that just took a couple of seconds. All right. So it's going to take a few tries because it's going to feel uncomfortable to receive, to receive that time to yourself, to receive that massage, to receive people complying with your boundaries. Like, oh, it, it may be for, for you that people are okay with that. It might say, oh yeah, I, the kids, no problem. I didn't realize that was an issue for you because you didn't speak. <laughs> That's the communication card in the beginning. So now... And, and I get it. Sometimes it's also about being aware, but people will people, right? So now that you've spoken up and like, oh yeah, no problem. I got the kids. Matter of fact, I'm going to take the kids to, I don't know where you, it's so many places that you can take kids to. I, I take um, my nieces to the movies sometimes, or um, I'm waiting for them to get a little bit older so we can do laser tag and I can demolish them. <laughs> and laser tag. Um, but yeah, so really focus on communication and, and checking in with yourself on your needs. And, and you will see a lot of things unravel for you. You're going to receive so many messages on where to go, what to do. Many times people are confused about their next steps. And here's the thing, you only need to know one step in one direction. All right. This left foot is going to go left. And the right foot is going to go follow or the right foot. We're going to go right. We're going to follow. You don't need to know the whole a blueprint game plan map just got to know a couple of steps and also spirit is not going to show you the whole map anyway <laughs> so it's all about that and knowing having an idea just an idea comes from within and then you go to a mentor a coach and things like that for a deeper understanding i i do that i know a lot of my pathways however i still go to other people who i highly curated, right? People who I follow for a while, connected with on some level, and they provide very great insight. I go, okay, sometimes it's a confirmation of what I was thinking. Sometimes it's deeper insight, okay? And sometimes the thing that I didn't even think was an, uh, a concern and, you know, they bring it to light, all right? So that learning process is ever going. However, the more you connect with yourself, the more you prioritize yourself, the more you give yourself permission to be in that space, the easier it gets for you, the easier it is for you to trust spirit and to trust yourself. And that's what this is about. Trusting yourself, all these external things, you don't need permission for things. This is, and, and the, the thing is so many of us have been conditioned that we need permission for every single thing, right? This is why when we finally do break out of that, we experience freedom, right? And, and it's so simple, for example, with work. And, and I get in some cases, you need people to cover for you at work, right? Because of the different shifts and things like that. So depending on your job, right? I'm not including all, all professions. When you want to take off for work, what do you have to fill out? A request for leave. You have to fill out a request. You're an adult and you have leave. It should be notification of leave. If you don't have leave and maybe you want to borrow leave, you want to ask your coworkers, then that should be a request. And again, I get it depends on your profession. I'm just talking about jobs where that's not required. Why, why, why do you need to request? You're an adult. 
you have to have permission just to go to the bathroom when you're in school. Like I get it. Cause you know, people want to make sure kids don't do anything. It should just be, here's the hall pass. And I'm going to trust you until you prove otherwise. And there's usually hall monitors in the hall anyway. And I get, it depends on the school. Sometimes, you know, I get it's a case by case basis. This is why I say things are case by case basis, but you can see the subtleties of you need to ask for permission. You got to ask for permission. Oh, won't you give him a second chance? Oh, you know, oh, divorce. Oh, oh, no. Oh, well, what about the kid? What about your mental health? What about, oh, I gave this person so many chances to get it right and I am tired. I am drained. I'm not healthy. The kids are seeing it. And I'm not saying that this is going to be everyone's situation. What I am saying is, what is it going to take before it's too much? Give yourself that permission. Understand what's working for you and what's not working for you. Understand some people aren't going to like it. And so what? Because you matter. And if you don't put yourself first and you don't take care of yourself, no one else is going to come for you to help you with this. Especially if you're not speaking up. And I get it. You know, being strong, I, I, I truly, truly get it. But here's the thing. We have to make time for us. Even the strong have to rejuvenate right? We, we spend our energy. Our energy has to be replenished. How does that happen? It depends on what it looks like for you. All right. So I am sending you so many blessings, lots of love. You know, I'm rooting for you. Be kind to yourself. Okay. Visit Tia's boutique. All right. Make sure that you download that ebook, start working with the crystals. I love working with crystals as a certified crystal healer. They have helped me tremendously. All right. And again, get connected. Links are in the description for this episode. Again, be kind to yourself until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Visit my website at tiamariejohnson.com to subscribe to my newsletter and be the first to know about upcoming guests and exciting events. As always, I'm sending you lots of love and many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.